Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. I am yours truly, Mr. Poet Jahogany, and guess what? I got some more food for you. Welcome back to the table. Let's feast. Guys, it's such a, such an honor to be here with you guys this evening. Um, today is episode number 38, right? And um, I'm almost, uh, it's a less than a week away from my one-year anniversary of the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. Holla, if you heard me say what, that's right, you heard me correctly. Um, less than a week away for my one year anniversary man and um this is a milestone like i i thought i'd never be able to get to man you guys are although my fan base and uh, of my podcast it's not really out there out there but i think i take pride in it not being so in the public because uh, i'm able to do more and i think i was talking to somebody like um a co- like a couple of days ago or whatever and um and it was uh gave me a message on my tiktok actually and it was saying, man, you need you deserve a lot more credit than what you're getting. And I and I and actually I get a lot of those comments a lot on a lot of my content or whatever, because I think it resonates with people to the point to where it, it, it almost makes people feel bad to the fact that I may not be out there like that. And I don't have that feeling towards a lot of different people also. But um, I just like to, to speak to those individuals in this moment right now. I'd like to say thank you for that. But at the same time, it fuels me. Right. It fuels me, and this is the reason why. It fuels me because I'm able to make mistakes without everybody knowing about it, especially in a world where everything is so public, where privacy is not really as um, as as private. And even though I'm on a public platform, I'm not no I'm not notable to the point to where everybody wants to get in my business. That's a level of peace that a lot of people don't pay attention to. And even though I probably get recognized here and there locally or whatever, um, some people get in my comments or whatever, even when I go to the um, like a local grocery store or something, some people will notice me from my TikTok or whatever, because that seems to be where I'm most um, um, people recognize me the most from that platform. Um, even though I still get people notice me here and there, it's not often, but when I do get it, it's very special. But even when I do, it's it's more on a I know it's real. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't because of a dance or something. It's because of one of my messages. It's because of, I made somebody laugh with one of my serious jokes. It's, it's, I make people feel good. You know what I mean? And sometimes you get people that, 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 that recognize you from, from doing things that probably didn't make them feel good. And although I, I, I would like to, uh, I, although I, all the messages that I put out there, I know that everybody can't relate to them, whether it's poetry or anything, poetry breaks or, 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 or motivational videos, let's feast. But I know that everybody can't relate to it. But at the same time, it makes me feel good when I put that information out there and people are seeing it. Um, I'm actually, my intent is always to actually motivate somebody and make somebody feel better than what they previously felt even if they already feel good i want them to feel better than what they actually feel to enhance the actual um feeling that they actually feel so i would like to say to these indiv- those individuals who always say that um you should be out there more you should be more public you should be more recognized and i always respond with this my time is coming man i feel it it's coming and when it arrives i'm gonna be ready for it and let me give you guys a, a, a great example of this my most my most um um, um, popular video, uh, viral video on TikTok was a video where I was talking about a woman getting some water. I mean, it has some water jugs going inside of a Walmart. And if you follow me consistently on TikTok and you've been following me for a while, you may know exactly what video I'm talking about. And if you don't, all you got to do is go to TikTok, search Paul Jahogany, 
and that video is going to be because what TikTok does is when you go on the platform and um, you search somebody's name or whatever, they're going to um, and if you don't follow them, they're going to um, display their most popular videos. That video right there, when as soon as you look me up, it's the first video because that's the most that's the one that went TikTok viral um, that really got a lot of people knowing about me. You know what I mean? Like it got over like what 1.7 million views on TikTok, and that's my most famous video that a lot of people have seen, and that's the most liked one. So, but my my whole point of bringing that up was not to brag or anything like that because I still have a lot of work to do. But at the same time, I'm here to teach a lesson. That video right there was me just getting inspired on a lunch break. I was on my lunch break, and I seen a woman come carrying like three jugs or empty water empty water jugs or whatever and uh and I, and this was around the time the quarantine had first hit it first hit um, um the, the whole coronavirus epic uh, earlier this year had first hit around march it, it was very very popular like i mean we were kind of used to it now so we kind of like moving our ways around it with the mask and everything but this was around the time it first first hit everybody was going crazy Everybody was going crazy. Not going, not going crazy for crazy reasons. I'm talking about going crazy for the right reasons for the most part. A lot of people was ill prepared, didn't know what to do or what, everything like that. So, I seen this woman come in with jugs, and um, and on the aisles, all the waters was all the water was selling out. It was selling out everywhere, like um, uh, from Aquafina to Zani to um, all the all, all the big packs, 24 packs. Uh, 32 packs of water. All water was selling out. Zephyr Hills. Everything was selling out. But the only thing that stayed on the shelves is something that I noticed was single bottles. And granted, because I know why they probably was sell- wasn't selling out because uh, a lot of people that was coming in to buy things um, have families at home and they have to satisfy a lot of their families. You know what I mean? They have to make sure that everything is it, just in case the lights go out, just in case all this other stuff, they have water to the, to, to where it actually could benefit them if if, the, if that situation was to happen so i get it but what one thing that i noticed that uh while those aisles were packed those aisles were packed on um on um on um, going through those situations where, where, the, where those aisles were packed and all the waters were sold out one thing that wasn't sold out was um the the filter where you go and fill those jugs up and i was seeing like one person at a time it was no lines or anything and I say, wow, that I say, wow. So everybody, while everybody who, who thinks like well, for the right reasons, like I said, I'm not trying to diss nobody for the right reasons. While everybody was going to buy the party packs of, of water, the 24 packs, the 32 packs of water. I was looking at this lady, not that lady um, that, that you see in the video, because I was obviously obviously in my car on my job. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I was actually in my car on my lunch break. I seen her walking in, but I seen other individuals while I was actually inside of the store. And I seen one person at a time that was filling up jugs, filling up jugs and filling up jugs. I'm like, yo, that's clever. Like, why? Why is a lot of people not doing that? And they just thinking, thinking about the, 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 the party packs and the jugs or whatever. When actually you can do the same thing with those jugs, especially if you got a family, or you got a water filter at the house or whatever. Uh, so I just figured that that was a, an appropriate moment to highlight that. But. My whole point in highlighting this video in particular was I I was eating. <laughs> I was eating at the time of the video. I was eating during my lunch break. I was eating and I wanted to capture that moment and I didn't want that moment to pass me. You know, all my creators out there, 
know that you can't let a great moment pass. And me, I like to focus on great positive moments that's informative that can actually teach somebody something. So that's what, in that moment right there, I didn't think it was going to come around again in the way that it came around. So um, yes, I was eating. Yes, I was on my lunch break. And I was like, Oh my God, I got to get this. And my food was halfway in my mouth. I pressed record on my phone. Didn't expect nobody. I didn't expect it for it to get that type of notoriety. And even still to this day, it's my most popular video on TikTok. It's my most popular video. And even from that video, I actually had a couple of people. A lot of people duetted that video. A lot of people. I even had that video shared on Instagram on somebody else's um, social media feed. And they had tagged me in it. They tagged me in it. So I had went and looked and everybody in the comments was saying, yo, why are you throwing out all our secrets, man? <laughs> they were like, man, why are you sharing all our secrets, man? Like people who do that on a regular basis, they're like, man, especially in these pandemic, I was getting a lot of people that was mad at me for trying to be helpful. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was trying to help people in these crazy times or whatever, because I noticed something that a lot of people wasn't doing. And I was trying to actually, I was just trying to help people from people, from somebody, not even on, uh, in the midst of a pandemic, not even in this situation, like, um, like on a regular basis, and, but it hit me harder in these times because I figured that a lot of people, a lot of people will possibly just go to the filters or get some water delivered to the house or something like that. Just something else, a little different than what we're already used to, like going to the, buy the 32 packs of water to 24 packs of water, just to have another option. You know what I mean? And a lot of people was just getting mad at me in the comments. And, and if anybody looks at my TikTok now and they look at that video in particular, just go read the comments. You'll go see exactly what I'm talking about. And even the person who shared the video on their Instagram, I look at those comments. Those people were mad at me. Some people had some jokes out there. Yo, what is this dude eating in his mouth? What's going on in his mouth? Some people had jokes or whatever like that. It was like, why you didn't go help the lady? Like stuff like that. I had to explain myself like a million times what all the comments that I did respond to. Because it was too many comments for me to respond to all of them like it went super viral on tiktok like a lot of people was talking about it and and a lot of people really like noticed me about that but after that it really went back to the way it was so i was able to enjoy that moment because it didn't get me super powerful i ain't get on ellen or anything but it but at the same time it got me a lot of people recognized who i was when i went out to places here and there or whatever from that video like you're the water guy you're the guy that was talking about water i'm like okay cool that's what's up man i appreciate you but my whole point in bringing that up was yes me being in the position that i am right now like and i want to get this message out there to a lot of people to open up the podcast i want to get this message out there uh me being a, don't don't be so upset if you putting in a lot of hard work if you're putting in a lot of consistency and, and, and you feel like none of your hard work is showing is showing for it, it's like you're not basically getting the credit that you feel like you deserve. You don't have nothing to show for without all your hard work and consistency, blood, sweat, and tears you've been putting into your craft. Keep going because guess what? It's coming. But all these mistakes that you're making, you're able to make a mistake start over, make a mistake, start over, make a mistake, start over. And the only people that possibly know about those mistakes is the people that you're, uh, that's in your circle that you're affiliated with that, um, that really are a part of what, whatever it is you're doing, but it's not notable. See what you, think about this. Once you get out there and, 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 and everybody knows about you, guess what? Everybody has an opinion. Now, at the same time, that's a good thing because you may be getting a lot of helpful advice from a lot of different people, but at the same time, it's like, 
all that critique may come to you at the same like i said before with that innocent post it was like less than 15 seconds like that innocent post that i did like i expected i like i said before i didn't expect for it to grow the way that it did like and if that was the case i wouldn't have had food in my mouth i would have been well prepared i would have just i thought i was just recording a video i pressed i pressed the red thing on my phone recorded it talking about a lady being smart during the quarantine and i even said that she deserved a grammy i know that grammys are not for uh water and stuff i got a lot of sarcastic comments about that too grammys for music i know that i was being funny like a lot of people don't understand what sarcasm means for the most part but anyways once i noticed that i like i would have been a little bit more prepared for it but that just goes to show you that you always have to be on your p's and q's when you press red on press that red dot on your phone you have to know that it can take off at any given moment so if i can just anybody can learn from my mishap or i'm gonna say it was a brilliant mishap i call it a brilliant mishap because although it did great numbers for me or whatever like that i still return back to the current state that i am right now but at the same time i learned from it i was able to continue to put in the hard work and keep going with everything that i'm doing and when you do get noticed you'll be actually ready for it and in that video you could see you could clearly see that i wasn't ready for what was about to come with the food in my mouth and everything like that i was just giving advice and a lot of people liked it and enjoyed it but i was able to get back to the drawing board and say you know what when that happens again uh, whatever when because you never know when the moment is going to come you never know you just never know that's why you got to always be on your p's and q's and and always know that you can go viral or you can somebody can notice you in any given moment and you just have to be ready for your moment so i just got back to the drawing board and i started doing more my thing so don't be afraid even though if you, even if you're not recognized publicly because a lot of people think that they want success a lot of people know and i'm not even as successful i still pay bills i got a job nine to five so i'm not even i'm still doing what i need to do to constantly keep my head afloat but when you are out there or whatever when you want to be out there as much try not to focus on that focus more on your craft focus more on the things that you really want to do focus the things that you want to accomplish on a small level like i always tell myself that i want to accomplish small wins like although i have vision boards around my apartment although i have things inside my mind that i would like to put my eyes on because i always tell myself i like to dream with my eyes open Although I like I have those things, I like to accomplish those small wins in small wins, like in incremental phases. I like to, okay, boom. Like some people have a major vision board, especially with like a New Year's resolution. Like we'll put something that's massive out there and it's really, really hard for us to accomplish. So what we do is we'll, we'll do it for a little bit and then guess what? We'll, do, we'll, we'll, we'll forget about it and we'll focus on something else, especially in today's times with our attention spans. So what I do is, I set small wins on what I want to do, what I want to accomplish for the week. And I think you heard about this in the last podcast episode, if you heard me, uh, heard the last episode. But um, yes, focus on small wins. And the more you win on a smaller level, all those small crumbs that get added together, once you put all those wins together, it's a big win. It's a huge win. It's a massive win. So therefore, when you do get popular and you do get out there as much as you may want to, depending on your hard work and your work ethic, um, you're ready. You have a story to tell. You have a story to tell. See, a lot of people get famous when they don't got no stories to tell. They have a moment to tell without a story to tell. Yeah, I like to have a story and not a moment to tell. See, I could tell this moment. Like that moment, me telling you about that viral video that happened on TikTok, that was a moment in my life. That was a blip. That was just a blip. Like, it got a lot of people's attention for that moment. But guess what? Somebody else went viral. Somebody else went viral. Somebody else went viral. Somebody else said something. Somebody else said something. Somebody else said something. Boom. Got their attention. Boom. Forgot about me. And if you focused on that, then guess what? You're going to 
I don't want nobody here in this podcast right now to ever think that they have to uh, um, live in that moment and expect for that moment to last for a lifetime. You have to be in the mindset to where how can I recreate that moment in a genuine way, not in a thirsty type of way, in a genuine way to the point to where I once I'm uh, like people notice me. They notice me for my consistency, not for a moment that I gave to them a moment. Now, and even and now, and if you take that moment, that you can you can you can look at my story and create other moments. You can get other moments from my consistency, my story that I have to tell, not just a moment. You know what I mean? So, hopefully, um, you can get some type of motivation out of that. Hopefully, that's something that you can add towards um, your vision and everything that you are trying to accomplish. Uh, whoever is listening to this podcast right now, I'm gonna take a short break real quick. And when I come back, what I'm gonna talk about today, I didn't, I just wanted to give you guys that peaks in the intro. I know it's kind of long, but what I'm gonna talk about today is I'm gonna talk about poetic trauma, right? I'm gonna talk about the trauma of a good decision. I want to talk about today on today's podcast, right? Y'all know what it's like when I come to the, when you guys come to the table every single week. You know, I'm gonna talk you. You know, I'm a uh, but. I don't want to I don't want to talk a lot saying nothing and I'm pretty sure all my consistent listeners you know when I talk it's not you you know you can get something from it so when I, I want to talk more about this because I feel like there's a lot of dudes out there that deal with a lot of poetic trauma of a good decision you know what I mean and what that means is like you may be dealing with a woman or whatever this is not to bash my ladies I love my ladies but facts are facts when it comes to certain things I hear that a lot of good dudes are going through and there's no spokesman for people to talk about this, that, that us men, especially black men, but men in general, for us to lean on and who's going to talk about this because uh, they may be afraid of losing. They may be in higher places and they may be afraid of losing money or whatever. So they won't speak on it, even though they have a massive following. But so in this moment, I'm not going to go too deep because because I don't want to, you know what I mean, go that, that far off the deep end. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak a little bit on the surface level. So everything that we're going through and you could take whatever with it that you can and you can apply it to your life situations. We'll talk about the poetic trauma of a good decision, especially growing up in poverty. So give me a break. Here's a cruise with the midday blues break. Here's another. Here's um, um Nitri, N-E-T-R-E, Nitri. Uh, show me your soul. Go check her out on all her social media handles. Um, um, Instagram, who, T-F, is Nitri. Show me your soul, guys, on the cruise for Midday Blues Break. And when I come back, we're going to talk about the poetic trauma of a good decision. All right, guys, see you momentarily. Like this, memories resurface. This privileged tendency makes it worth it. The vibe that it's giving me is perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. What, what I said, I take it back like a long time ago. Back when I broke your heart and now it's burning cold. Heard that you got a new flame, but you already know what's hotter though. Show me your soul.
tripping and I'm sipping on some ice cold In my feelings but I'm chilling, fact the mic's cold The way you in the body got me kinda spiteful It's hell, 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 cause at me I just might give one a go in a text and said I miss you It's hard not to be with you But when you perplex the simple I get anxious, I go mental You flip tables, I bust windows Call me out of my name cause you stupid Then I lose it cause you stupid Now you lost me just like you lose everything You really should have been gave me a ring But instead you just bought everything else When I gave you my everything Tell it ain't nothing else So I'm drinking away my problems Till there aren't any left Sometimes Sometimes I dig the feel, but I know, yeah, I know what I deserve, though. I deserve something real, won't you show me? Sometimes, at times, I dig the feel, but I know, yeah, I know. I waited, I waited for the promised day. I listen to every little lie you made guys and welcome back to the let's feast food for thought podcast the artist you just heard on the cruise for the midday blues break goes by the name of nitri go follow her on all her social media handles most notably on instagram um called who tf is nitri who tf is nitri n-e-t-r-e go follow her she's a great artist and um i think you will love her music she has a lot of good things that's coming soon and um i think you'll like it so without further ado Let's get, into meat, let's get to the meat and potatoes. I mean, the food that I serve you be nourishment for your soul. Now, today's podcast, I'm going to talk about the poetic decision. I mean, the poetic trauma of a good decision. How can I word this? Now, growing up in poverty for the most part, right? Especially as young black men, like, we're taught how to defend ourselves when anything crazy happens, right? We're always on guard. We're always on defense, like we have to protect ourselves and especially if you have sisters like me i was raised in a house full of sisters so like uh, my and i was the only boy on my mother's side i was the only boy and i didn't really wasn't raised without my dad so i didn't really know my other siblings on my dad's side until i was a came of age and i was already grown making decisions within my life that basically um you know that had a lot of say so with how i live but growing up in a house full of women and and, and you being the only boy around like my mother like made it her priority to uh make sure I knew what it was like to protect my sisters or whatever and a lot of time I was a nerd as well so I did, it didn't really resonate up until like actually like in my early 20s or whatever and around that time we was all out of the house and we was all doing our thing and other situations happened that actually went into that decision happening and I just grew up before I was ready but that's another story for another day but Growing up, like being around that environment, being around poverty, we was always raised to to um to know what it's like to defend ourselves and me, but that never really resonated with me. Like uh of course I know what it was like to defend myself, but 
at the same time, I always exhausted every possibility of what I can do to stay out of that bad situation. And every time I did that, I found myself, every time I did that, walking away from problems and things of that nature, used to get punked for it. Used to get ridiculed for it, belittled because of it, especially growing up in that environment. And actually, if you was around those individuals who was actually living that life in that moment, in that time, they would bully you because you didn't react. So let me tell you guys about a, a decision that happened to me. Now, one time, I was um I was uh, coming home from school, right? I was coming home from school, and um with a friend of mine, with a friend of mine, I used to always walk home because we used to walk home from school all the time. We used to walk home, and um I was walking home from school. This group of boys that didn't know that like my sister or whatever like that. They didn't know, and my sister don't even know that I'm telling this story, right? So um. Um, I was walking home and I seen a group of dudes at the playground once I got inside my apartment complex where I lived, uh, me and the dude, because we were both nerds, like, you know what I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying, that's very, very rare to find, so nerds know how to find each other, Everybody, anybody know how to find people who can relate to them, and and so I was walking home with a, with a friend of mine, whatever, so I got to the park, when walking past the park, they, um, the dudes had said something to me because they liked my sister, one of the dudes liked my sister, and I guess he wanted to put me in, I remember, um, 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 put he wanted me to put him on with my sister because obviously i'm her brother so i who has the final say so i see her every day so so he wanted me to put her on or i'm gonna put him on like but i didn't i, I remember not responding or i said okay and i just kept walking i guess he wanted more of a reaction out of me so um i just kept walking he said man you ain't hear what i said you know because he was around and, and, and another thing a lot of dudes get a lot more tougher when they're around other people you know what I mean? Like, and that's one, another thing that I didn't respect. Like if you're going to be a man, be able to stand on your own too and stop having an entourage around you to make you look like, let make you look better. Let make you look tougher than what you really are. Like, that's another thing that I don't respect. But anyways, let's get back to the story. So he, I, due to the fact I didn't give him the reaction that he wanted out of me, he, um, he followed me, him and his friends was following me. I guess they just didn't have nothing to do. I guess um, they didn't go to school that day. We was all in school. This was like around middle school. These was middle school years. Like I was walking home from school or whatever. They was following us. So my other friends like, man, listen, I'm gonna see you later, man. Boom, boom, boom. So he ended up taking off or whatever. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, um, and then, but their, their beef wasn't with him at all. He was just with me. So I guess he just didn't feel like he wanted to be a part of any situation that was going to have a negative impact on him. Nobody asked for this stuff to happen to him. It just happens for some reason. But anyways, they were following me. Right. And I said, okay, man. And I felt, I felt it coming. So I just said, okay, man, I stopped. I was courageous in the moment I stopped. I said, you know what? I'll hook you up, man. I'll hook you up. What you want me to say to her? Then he told me this, that, and the third, and boom, boom, boom. I'm not going to say the dude's name. I still remember his name and everything, but I'm not going to say his name. Not, I'm not going to make him famous. <laughs> I'm not going to make him famous in this little, in this podcast session right now. But anyways, so so they end up leaving me alone after I actually stopped and gave him the reaction that he wanted from me because that's obviously what he wanted. So I never end up doing it. I never did it. So like a couple of days passed by me and the friend that took off on me like what he was one of my best friends at the time you know what i'm saying i didn't hold that against him because i felt like he was protecting himself and i probably would have did the same situation had it would not have been directed towards me or i probably would have just stood around we probably would have got beat up together you know what i mean like even at that time i was loyal but anyways me and my friend of mine me and that same friend 
we had went to the basketball court. Like, my mother had to force me to go outside. Like, 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 I didn't like going outside at all. Like, don't, at all. For those reasons right there. Because it was so much negativity around in that, in that, in that proximity. I say, man, you know what? If anything happened, like, it's justifiable. I'm in the hood. I'm in poverty. Whatever you want to call it. Um, everything, everybody, if anything crazy happened, they pretty much know about it. You, 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 all this other stuff, all these rules that are basically binded on us on what we can't do and what we can do or whatever. It's like a jungle. It's like a jungle out there. So I say, you know what? As soon as I'm, I'm go to school and I'm gonna come home, stand in the house all day. And what really kind of killed me is that my sisters used to like to go outside all the time. So even if I didn't want to go, my me being the only boy and my mother trusting me and putting that responsibility on my back. I had to even go, like, even when it was, uh, before the curfew lights came on, I had to always go outside and go find my sisters because my sisters, they was out there. And around that time in the early 2000s, late 90s or whatever, it wasn't the way it is right now. We didn't have technology at that time. So it wasn't as, you, you can let your kids go outside and you just call them from the porch, like what my mother used to do all the time, which was quite embarrassing. You can call them from the porch and yell at them yell their name because everybody used to do it like it was like some type of bird mating call or whatever like that it was a whole bunch of mamas just sitting on their porch calling their kids to calling their kids to come in the house like my mother used to do it was no different she was no exception so she did it too so so she would call like instead of her calling she would send me out there to go and get my sister to tell them to come in the house and i used to have to go out there and find them so anyways it was one time me and my friend of mine we was on um uh, we was playing basketball like she had forced us to go outside or whatever um we was playing basketball me and him we just shooting around like because she forced me to go out i didn't really want to do it but she shooting around and everything and the dudes it was like the same group of dudes that was right there they came up and he just he didn't just start messing with us for no reason at all they just came up on the court start messing with us and we, me and him, we just minding our business, not bothering nobody. They just came and messed with us. So he came and he, um, I had shot the ball and I made my shot. So he, the dude came up, the dude that liked my sister, he came up, he took the ball. He took the ball. And you know, when you make a shot, you used to get your, me and my friend wasn't playing no 20, game of 21 or anything. We're just shooting around, having fun, doing what boys, doing what boys do, teenage boys do. So just shooting around. He took the ball and didn't give me my change back. I was like. Hey, bro, let me get my change back. Like, let me get my change. You're like, man, nah, man. And he just, he just kept doing his thing. So what I did was I looked at my friend. He looked at me and I said, you know what? I felt I was feeling courageous in that moment because I was really upset. So I went, I stepped to him and I took the ball back. I took, I say, man, we was playing a game. So he said, man, give me that ball back. And then after that, I said, no, I just shot the ball. He went back over there, took the ball again. He said, now what you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? Then I looked at my friend again. He looked at me and I said, bro, it ain't even worth it, bro. It ain't even worth it. Now that ball was my friend's ball. And my friend said, man, let me just get the ball. But he said, nah, nah, he feeling tough right now. I want him to come and take the ball from me. So I was like, nah, man, it ain't even worth it, man. Just give my friend his ball back and that'll be it. He said, all right. So he gave my friend his ball back. And we, me and him just continued to start playing. I was, and I was feeling real good in that moment. Like I actually stood up for myself and I actually felt like I was a man in that moment because I felt like I wasn't going to back down no more. Like I don't, I used to get teased like this a lot, but it never physically, never physically. It never really was physical to the point to where it was like, what's about to happen. So anyways, let me continue the story. So I thought that the problem was over. Like I said, Oh, okay, cool. Me and my friend was dapping up. He said, man, 
I'm good. I'm proud of you, man. You actually stood up for yourself, dude. Like my friend was telling me, I'm like, okay, cool. So next thing you know, I'm, I'm going to get my friend had shot the ball. It was, it happened so fast. My friend shot the ball and, um, and I went to go get the rebound and I turned around and the dude, the same dude that like my sister, he pushed me from the back. Like he blindsided me. I didn't know where he came from. He blindsided me. And I, I I stood up and I'm like, who put who pushed me? Cause you know when you like when you growing up, like and you from that environment, you always on defense. You never know what's about. It's like post-traumatic stress disorder, or whatever, or dealing with the disorder while you're actually inside of the environment. So you don't know if it's post-traumatic stress disorder until you actually get outside of that environment. But I was dealing with it, so I was always on defense. So as soon as the dude pushed me from the back, I actually fell on the basketball court. And I got up and I looked, and I just jumped on my feet, and I had balled up my fist. And then I seen it was not only him, it was him and the other dudes that he used to hang around with all the time. And here he was, he was standing with both of his arms folded, looking at me like, man, what you gonna do about it? What you gonna do about it? And I looked at my friend again, and my friend looked at me. He didn't run this time. He was just like, he just looked at me. He was like, oh, snap. <laughs> and, I, and I thought to myself in that split second decision, I said, you know what? It's not even worth it, bro. And I thought to myself, like, if they would have came and attacked me, I would have just got jumped or whatever. I probably would have just, you know what I mean? Because I would have felt like it was no use or anything like that because that's the environment that we was in. And I don't got jumped before. I mean, that's another story for another day. But, but I felt like in that moment, I was at a loss. Not only did my, my friend couldn't fight, and, and even if I would have fought them back, I would have. I, I clearly was outnumbered. It was like five of them. I clearly was outnumbered. I guess he went and told whatever he went and told them. That they were, they were, they, they was all ready for war or whatever. And what saved me in that moment was another dude that I was cool with in that same neighborhood that was actually cool with those other dudes. He actually came up to the basketball court with his own basketball. They said, "Hey man, what y'all doing? What y'all doing, man?" He said, man, leave him alone, man. He cool, man. Nah, man. I know his sister, man. He cool, man. He cool. He a good, cool dude, man. Leave him alone, man. Had it not would have been for that other dude who knew me and knew those other dudes too, I probably would have got my face pounded in. But basically, the whole meaning of this whole story of me telling you this is, guys, as young black men, we're always taught to be on defense or with everything. We're always taught to protect ourselves. And let me tell you how that translated into my adulthood. Like, like we're always taught to take the higher role, like take everything in, not be focused on, on what the ramifications may be of a bad decision. We always talk to take the high role, or if you don't take the high road, whatever negative that comes out of that situation was justifiable in that moment, but it may have some bad consequences attached to it. So me being as young as I was and having all that around me, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm going to take the high road, man. I'm going to take the, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 deal with the trauma of making this good decision of taking the high road and not dealing with it and taking everything bad that ever happened to me. I'm going to deal with it, whatever it is like that, whatever, because I felt like inside my soul that I'm better than this situation that I'm actually in right now. And it's going to propel me and these good decisions are going to propel me to get somewhere. Now, that did not come with not having no trauma attached to it because I've always been the bigger person when it came to a situation. I've always been the bigger person. Like, I've always tried to, to, to be the thinker. And my mama always tell, my mother always tell me to stop overthinking so much. Get outside your own head sometime. But let me tell you something on how overthinking can actually 
keep you out of bad situations, man. And I understand what she meant. So I know she didn't mean, didn't, didn't basically try to condescend towards my way of thinking and how I think or whatever. But she just said that I think too much sometimes. Sometimes you just got to make a decision or whatever. And I think she was talking about more towards a career more than actually bad situations. Overthinking in a bad situation from where I come from, where I used to live or whatever, actually would benefit you even if it was at your own expense overthinking like okay now let's just say if i was if i reacted on impulse when the guy pushed me and i just was fighting it i would have got jumped or whatever would have happened because guns wasn't really as popular back then like you know i'm in the early 90s i mean the late 90s early 2000s especially in the neighborhood that i come from they just used to jump you like the worst thing that can possibly happen to you was you getting jumped but you pretty much had to fight like there was no there was no backing out of it you pretty much had to fight for the most part like if somebody came and tried you or wanted your sister and like me like i said i was born i was raised in a house full of sisters and they all cute and beautiful so i'm like man this is not making it any easier for me i'm like what in the heck i got going on and and, and my mother used to make me go outside and i and, and i used to and i and at the time i couldn't articulate the reasons on why i didn't want to go outside as much as i can now but i feel like now i'm able to Tell, me and my mother are actually able to have these conversations now. I used to tell her, like, the times you used to make me go outside was really, you wasn't really doing me no favors. You was actually hurting me by making me go outside. Like, because I knew what was around me. And it, by potentially when I go outside, me being a nerd, a nerd black guy, you already, you already a nerd and you black. Like, so that already don't mix coming from where I'm from. That don't really mix. So, they, you already look weird and you they call you dumb you this that and the third or you're too smart for your own good the only reason that the only how they'll probably want to hang around you is that if you in school or if you knew in my situation you had a girl which happened to be my sister that they liked and they'll just use you as a pawn to get closer to that situation or if you're in school and you were a smart guy in the class and they skip or make it fashionable to skip fashionable dummies is what i like to call them um They'll use you as a pawn to get a better grade in class. That's the only time a nerd in the hood is pretty much pro um, popular for the most part. So my situation, I was telling my mother, like, yo, you're not really helping me, mom. Like, you you kind of hurting me by making me go outside. I don't want to play with these dudes. Not that I feel like I'm better, but I don't like the things that they like to get into. I don't like those things. I don't like to do them. Like, I don't like to just go out and just pick fights for innocent people who ain't got nothing. Like, well, I'm going to go outside. I want to play. I want to have fun. I want to play football. I want to play with other people who want to do the same things as me. I'm a video gamer. And I met a couple dudes in the neighborhood that were video gamers, too. Used to go to their house. We used to play video games, whatever, and stuff like that or whatever, until it was time to go home. Everything. Our mothers knew each other and other stuff like that. And everybody didn't have no daddies in the neighborhood for the most part. Nobody had no daddy. So I was just like another person. And even though I was a nerd, I still was another guy. I was the only relatable. But the only time, the only thing that separated me from them was that the fact that I was nerdy and I thought different and I spoke proper and all this other stuff. And they used to look at me like, yo, where your slang at? Like, yo, like me being a part of that situation, I mean, being a part of that situation. It's like, dog, you from here, but you're not from here. So due to the fact that I see something in you that I don't recognize, I'm going to pick on you because of it. You know what I mean? And growing up in that environment, kind of like, you know what? That's why I used to always, that's what really was the, 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 the beginning stages to me being an introvert or whatever. I already was naturally an introvert. I didn't really like being around people as much anyway. But that really was the reason why I wanted to stay closed in. Not because I, um, 
didn't feel like I like to defend myself. I didn't feel like if it was not justifiable for me to defend myself, I didn't have to. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have to. Like, my reason for wanting to defend myself had to make sense. And I was living in an environment that didn't make no sense. You know what I mean? That people who actually made a living off of not making any sense at all. They was just doing it because they wanted to have fun. And that never correlated with me or anything. And that graduated to my life. I mean, to my life because how... As a, even as a man, I can't find myself being a part of situations that I wasn't really a part of and me choosing to make a wiser decision to not really react and give people my energy and give people my time and everything. And sometimes as a man, especially if you're black, you look at it as being inferior or being a punk and not speaking up for yourself. It's not not speaking up. And I'm actually a little bit more rebellious now as far as my opinion, but it took a while for me to get to this point. It took like all my 20s, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm Now that I'm in my early 30s or whatever, it took all those years for me to actually get comfortable with my opinion and speak my piece. And I'm actually still learning because that was traumatizing for me, especially that that, that whole thing. That was traumatizing. So everything that I actually went through was a po- was poetic because I'm actually able to tell a story behind it, really, translate it in so many different languages to so many different people, even if they don't understand it. Um, I'm able to translate it in a way to where it's like, some way somebody can actually relate to it not just because people who's from there but people who actually can possibly relate to the situation that i actually been through being a nerd from the hood or whatever you want to call it like i feel like when you overthink you you actually that overthinking can benefit you in a way especially you come from those circumstances because it keeps you out of a lot of bad situations whether you got to use your two feet whether you gonna have to fight whether you whatever it is and i don't got in plenty of fights so this is just a story where i actually didn't fight and i actually just spoke my piece and let my voice spoke speak to me and I, in that moment i realized my voice was very powerful when i actually got tired of getting punked and doing this that and the third but in that moment it got powerful the actual later effects of it was the was was the karma in a way to where it's like you know what due to the fact that you speak your voice and you standing up for yourself i'm gonna see how tough you are and some people will do you like that some people will say okay okay you you speaking for yourself i'm gonna challenge you on how you feel but in this situation it happened in a way to where it was actually going to defeat me it was going to defeat me not for me standing on my own too they actually had an entourage to where they know that they can defeat me so i'm like oh my god like this person wasn't man enough for, and we was boys, we were like 14, 13, 12, 13, 14 years old. Like, so we was really young, so we didn't really know, but I was a little ahead of my time because I never really wanted to be a part of that type of stuff anyway. So guys, what I'm trying to tell you is sometimes what we're dealing with in our youth is definitely could graduate into how we are in our men and, and, and start of being a man or whatever. Like how we look at the decisions on how can actually base our lives and how we can actually learn from these things and 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 and, and being a good person it really has it's, it's and like i said i'm not perfect but i'm a good person at heart like i don't i don't want i want i want everybody to you know what i mean like be here for a purpose and have something that's going to benefit life and everything like that but sometimes you're you're hit with situations that's not going to benefit you so i was like okay cool so hopefully you guys can get some type of um realization out of anything that i said or anything like that um thank you guys for listening i'm gonna take another cruise with the midday blues break and when i come back i got the um dessert topping of the day i'm gonna do no serious joke today we're gonna do um i'm gonna do dessert topping of the day close out the podcast and thank you guys for listening i really appreciate you i'll see you guys momentarily
Hello guys and welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. And you know I couldn't let you guys leave without the dessert topping of the day. Now before I get into the dessert, the dessert topping of the day, the song you just heard was called Dream. Um, courtesy of Icon8.com. Um, go to Icon8.com to check out all that dispensary of music that they have. They have some incredible packages for you if you're trying to start a podcast yourself. If you're trying to do videos or anything like that. They have an incredible some incredible options for you to explore. So you can get your podcast popping or whatever ventures that you have doing anything in all your endeavors, they can help you out with that. So if you want to hear and if you want to hear that song in its entirety, go to Alcon8.com. It's called Dream. And I forgot the artist's name, but it's called Dream. So um, go check that out in the meantime. So to the dessert topping of the day. Now, guys, uh, what I want to let uh, hopefully you um, guys found this um, deserving of the Food for Thought podcast um very very beneficial like hopefully this applies to you in some type of way and even if you can't relate to it hopefully you can share it with someone that could possibly relate to maybe it can evoke a conversation maybe it can make a bond grow a little bit closer between you and another individual maybe some conversation that you may want to have with your parents you may be the nerd in your family you may be just somebody that's an outcast um in your family whatever and maybe you want to get some of these things off your chest and you just didn't have a way to actually word it so Hopefully, if you don't have a way to word it, hopefully you can share this podcast episode with one of those individuals that you may be having issues with or or may not even issues, but just a little bit more understanding to a situation that you may was a part of and you wanted some clarity over it and um, you want a little closure. And hopefully this podcast episode does that a lot for you. And there's black men and young minorities or whatever like that. I don't even like to call myself a minority. I just was a part of that environment or whatever, because I feel like I am the majority. I feel like my thoughts and things and envisions that I put out there is a part of the majority and not the minority. I can help the minority, but I'm not. My mindset is not a minority. I just an environment that I was a part of. But anyways, if anything that you feel like you can benefit from today's serving, uh, just please, please, I ask you guys to just share it with anybody that you can, that, 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 that you feel like it can benefit, even if it's yourself. If this is helping you with your mental health, because this is mainly a mental health podcast. I have jokes, which I didn't do today, my series joke of the day. Uh, I didn't do that today. But because uh, I wanted to, uh, I didn't want to distract from what the, the the topic of what I was actually talking about. I wanted to really people to really listen to what I was saying because this is a problem for a lot of uh, young black men and young minorities or whatever. Like we 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 find ourselves being on defense all the time, and when we go out into the world, when we become of age. Um, um, people don't see that it's justifiable because they wasn't there. They're not from where we're from. They don't see that why we reacted, why we didn't overthink, why we didn't. And we're not going to be as successful. Um, I don't know if I made that point in um, closing out my previous segment um, of uh, we're not going to be as successful as overthinking and walking away from situations. But it's going to become a day and time in your life where sometimes you may have to speak for yourself and stand on your own. So I teach that to my son a lot. And not only my son, me teaching it to my son, I'm still teaching it to myself. But I'm still relatively young. I'm early in my early 30s, so I still have a lot of growing to do myself. Hey, you had a, I had a son at a young age or whatever, so I felt like I was raising a kid while still being a kid while learning how to be a man at the same time. So um, hopefully this can help somebody out there and just and, and, and be the bigger person because there's so much light at the end of the tunnel, not because of what society is saying, not because of what they're saying on on on, on these musical outlets on on these outlets or whatever, wherever it is you go to find your entertainment or whatever news, whatever. Um, just 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 try to be the bigger person at all times. But at the same time, 
know what it's like to stand your ground and speak for what you believe in, especially when it comes when it's directly impacting who you are as a person. Not only like 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 that's not be rambunctious in a way to the point to where we're not thinking about the long term effects. Like me, I can't really uh, think like that. Even when I was that age, whatever, like being rambunctious or being wild or whatever, making those type of decisions where I'm fighting and stuff like that because I have a son and I have not only do I have a son, I have people who really love and care about me. And I have a platform to where there's a lot of people that may look up to me and may be coming to my content and maybe looking at, you know what, this guy is. I see this guy as inspirational. I'm going to follow him. And as soon as they see me in a crazy situation, you know how low attention spans are these days. They'll just unfollow you or they won't say, you know what? You're a hypocrite. You're a contradiction of everything that you speak on and stuff like that. You know, people, you know, we living in these days and times where you can't, uh, a caterpillar can't grow into a butterfly. You know what I mean? Like we living in those days and times. Uh, the root can't, can't sprout into a tree. They, they'll just they just kill you while you're still a root. They'll just condescend towards you and keep you down or whatever. And even if you did sprout into a tree or whatever, they'll chop the tree down and make some paper out of it. You know what I mean? Like it's something like like you're never too big to the point to where you can't get down to a small level and gravity can't bring you back down. So hopefully you got some type of nourishment out of today's situation or whatever like that. Uh, Silhouette Shadows coming soon. Um, um, uh, a week before Valentine's Day, my mini movie. And if you follow me on my platforms, I actually promoted it. I'm, I'm doing promotions here and there just to try to get it out there, keeping it on people's minds of what to expect. Um, I, had, I didn't really create t- nothing too much this week. I actually uh, created a couple of motivational videos, a couple of serious jokes, get back to my normal funk sway of things. Um, and yeah, um, I have the silhouette shadows is uh, what I have coming up um, next year early, um, uh, February 7, 2021. Um, I think it's going to be a great picture. I think it's going to be a great storyline. Uh, if you guys love the Sandcastle Christmas story, what I did with my son, whatever. Um, I think you guys are going to love it. This is more for adult audiences. I don't think I put that disclaimer out there before. This is more for my adult audiences. So all my young following, y'all may have to sit this one out. But this is more for my more mature audiences and people that's grown pretty much for the most part. And um, I got to cater to that audience as well because I am a man. So I have to just just find some balance in between. the. I do a lot of kid stuff with my son or whatever like that. But at the end of the day, I'm st- I have other stories that I can tell too. I'm not just a one-trick pony. Like a lot of people be saying, hey, man, you be doing a lot with your son, this, that, and the third. Because I'm trying to change the narrative. I have a, uh, I have, There's a motive on why I do what I do. Like, 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 I know you may be seeing me like um, a lot of uh, mainly a lot of my content is with me and my son because I'm trying to change the narrative, even even though that narrative isn't true, because statistically it is a lot of black men that are a part of their children's lives. But the narrative is a lot of black men are not a part of their children's lives are not not. And I don't even like to just say black, but we have such a negative image in society today. I try to. I try to go against that or whatever like that, and it fuels me a little bit. But it fuels me with positivity. It don't fuse me with negative. It fuses me with positivity. So what I do with me and my son, that's why I want. Every time you look at my page, you look at my YouTube channel, whatever, you may see a video or a skit or something that I created with my son because I'm trying to put. The, I'm trying to change the narrative, even on a small level. I'm trying to change it or whatever, and I think I'm doing it because increments is a better experiment. So. So, guys, thank you so much. Silhouette Shadows coming soon. Um, I really appreciate you guys. I really do. And if you guys um, you guys have any input, like, get in my comment section. Like, let me know of what's been going on. If, you, if you're a consistent listener of mine, get in my comment section. Let me know. Uh, if you're enjoying the Let's Feast Food Without podcast, share it with a friend. Share it with some family members. Share it with somebody that you feel like it can benefit or anything like that. And, and, and talk to me about future topics you want me to talk about. Like, uh, directly, like, I, I answer all my social media, uh, my Facebook 
my Instagram at Poet Jahogany. Uh, my TikTok definitely. I take I answer all my messages for the most part. So um yeah man. So just let me know. Get in the comment section. Go leave a comment on on, on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. Leave a comment on on if you enjoy it or if you don't enjoy it and give me some constructive criticism give me something that you guys may want to hear me talk about in the future because i'm all for that i just don't want to talk about my own experiences i want to talk about topics that's relating to other people's experiences so i can connect with you more because um it really really helps me and it really really helps me own the craft a lot more and what you love me for so thank you so guys that'll be it for the episode number 38 of the last feast food for thought podcast and you guys know how i close out every single episode every week if you follow me consistently you ready say it with me you ready let's go if you ever hear your stomach growl because you're hungry and you're looking for somewhere to put some food in your stomach make a pit stop here at the last feast food for thought podcast because i got some more food for you and that includes leftovers and there's your dessert bon appetit no nope. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> i forgot to say don't forget to leave a tip but anyways you guys get the gist of what i'm trying to say thank you guys so much hopefully this benefited you and uh i'll see you again next week oh yeah one more time one more thing my uh my one my one year anniversary of my last feast food for thought podcast is coming next week next tuesday i think i'm gonna do a podcast on that date to actually celebrate that actual the one year anniversary day i'm gonna do a special podcast on that day just paying homage to everybody who has been rocking with me this long for a year and counting i really appreciate you guys and um i can see you guys again next week again next week for episode number 39 i appreciate you so much and i'll see you next week bon appetit Invested so much time and energy to ruin me If I'm not a threat, then don't mention me when you see me I done traveled across the globe and I ain't seen my first tour Rose petals under Jordans, I don't even see the floors I can see when you're in the lead, but seen point spreads blown So I'ma run up the score just to let the facts known I ain't letting up, fuck the small talk, tell them that to ya $5,100 bills to make it double up Self-gratification and material wishes If nothing lasts forever, at least you got to witness me with it Edifying my spirit, pursuing God-like ways Often gaze at the stars in the days when I blaze Looking back to be honest, when I had no money to save Then I look back in my pockets like, Grandma, you need your safe So many tears to soothe the pain, though it's still left So for me to fail is a fault, I just couldn't bear Pedigree is rare, cut from a cloth, they couldn't tell Polish the mud off my neck until the start to clear The root of evil Being broken hopeless Unapologetic for my success I expect commotion Grind illegal But we still like Fuck the rules Chess boy mind Keeps me ahead By cover moves They like it when I talk My shit inspires motivation Life is a bitch or a queen Depends on what you make her They say my flow is clever And I got enough flames To build a bank And hate his belly And on the devil Get full of flow Like a river current And currently currency Got me currently Flowing well And looking better Changing the weather on the scene when we come together. Yeah. I wish and those say you ain't no. Say you ain't no.
been getting blow on the low. I've been seeing dope. Pray I never fold. That could fill up low. Look, I've been getting blowed on the low, I've been seeing dope Trying to find a couple ways to put my people on You know the winters get cold, so may we never starve May our words stay solid and ties never part Bless us with discretion when we ball guys Bless us with protection from a false child Fill a presidential behind tinted windows and gutted guys Plotting to pull a heist as big as the mark So fuck with that time mark If the topic ain't paper Break it in the pile just to spend it all later Water flows through me like wind through the trees Quenches my thirst in dire need Turn yellow leaves back to green Change it through season, kills my clean My contaminated product from evergreen You left your tracks all through my scene Ungrip my valves, let me breathe Here I am, wandering free Down a lonely stream, full of peace Wrinkles come from friends of fleece Targets my dreams from the crease all your might, so help you God. H2O, I'm camouflage. Mass perception, dream facade. Even bullets through the odds. Graham, flow like water. Continue to submerge below all the haters. Continue to fully camouflage yourself around anybody that's impervious to your growth. Continue to make yourself be evident. Be evident. I am evident. Poet Jahagani. Thank you.